Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina. Brother Bill is here. Brother Marshall is here. You're all here. And the Lord is here. Amen? Amen. Right now, though, we need to do a sound check. Brother Bill, I need a sound check, please. We want to thank the Lord for his goodness and his mercy and his grace. Thank you so much, sir. And... All of his love. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. I don't know how the weather is wherever you are, but um, the weather here is changing rapidly. But we thank God that he's in control of the weather. We take authority, dominion, and power over any thunderstorms or any intervention uh, by the weather that would um, interrupt the broadcast, and we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid it to come our way. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. I want to remind you, before we get started, about our uh, fast that is going to begin on Sunday at 12.01 a.m. 12.01 a.m., Sunday morning. And we've already covered the dates of the fast. They are uh, March 20th, Sunday, March 20th, through March 31st, through March 31st, midnight, your time zone, whatever your time zone happens to be. We're going to focus on a few objectives during this fast, and I'm going to give you that information now. We're going to focus on foolishness versus wisdom. Foolishness versus wisdom. We're going to focus on being constant in warfare. That means we don't do warfare stop-start. Sometimes you start, and then you stop, and then you wait for the next calamity, and then you start again. We're going to focus on being constant in warfare. We're going to um, spend some time meditating in the book of Mark. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verses 23 to 24. Mark chapter 11, verses 23 to 24. We're also in the book of Hebrews. We're going to be reading through the book of Hebrews. And from Romans chapter 2, And verse 5, Romans chapter 2 and verse 5, you are going to go to the Lord and let him deal with you about the places 
where your heart has become hardened, if it has. All right? So I'll repeat those one time. Foolishness versus wisdom. Constant in warfare. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verse 23 through 24. Hardness of heart, Romans 2, verse 5. And we will be reading through the book of Hebrews. Amen? Amen. We've already covered uh, the, the dietary portion of the fast, which is um, Holy Communion, water, fruit juice, any fruit, any vegetable, no french fries allowed, and soup without beef, without pork, and without game. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we should have that down and we should all be on one accord. Amen? Amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Protestant Internet Church. And churches have order and protocol and leadership and a pastor. Amen? Amen. There's some who have come up and thought we were just a chat room. No, this is a church, C-H-U-R-C-H, Miracle Internet Church. Amen. And Robert's going to get rid of the not-so-smiley face because he does all things Amen. Praise the Lord. Rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Praise the Lord. So we just want to thank the Lord for his goodness, grace, for his mercy. Amen. That's right, Sharon. Thank you. And no smoking or vaping. No smoking or vaping. Amen. Praise the Lord. That looks pretty good, Brother Bill. Thank you, sir. So, um, amen. That's it. Okay. So we're just happy that Mother Irene is able to join us tonight. We love her very much. And she loves us very much, and we are still praying for her. Amen. We are still praying for her. Praise the Lord. Now, what else did I want to say before I get off track? Uh, I was inviting those of you who may be first-time listeners to join us. We meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and whatever time that is, wherever you are. We also meet as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time and whatever time that is in your time zone. So we encourage you to join us. We encourage you to bring your King James Version of the Bible as we use the King James Version of the Bible exclusively. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord for his goodness, for his grace, for his mercy, and we want to press on and go forward 
especially in growth and maturity in Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's go before the Lord our God in prayer. He's been waiting for us, and so we want to speak with him. Hold on. i got one more thing to do. Amen. Just one little thing. Praise the Lord. Amen. There. That takes care of that. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your holy presence in our midst. The word of God tells us, Father, that when two or more of us are gathered together in your name, that you are here in our midst. We welcome you and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the word of God to us to forgive everyone so that our sins might be forgiven. So we forgive all such as should be forgiven, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the love of God that was poured out for us on Calvary because you forgave us. And so we freely have received and we freely give that forgiveness to others without grudges, without fault-finding, without bitterness, without argument, without strife. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the love of God being poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for the armor of God. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels that surround us, your praising angels over us, and your ministering spirits to us. We thank you, Father, and we give you praise. Father, we thank you and praise you for this very day. We dedicate ourselves afresh and anew to you and to your service. Commit to live and to operate today according to your word and the principles and precepts and commands that you have established in it. We place ourselves in your hands. We submit our will to your will, Lord. In your word, you have promised that you will give us wisdom in the affairs of life. We receive your wisdom in every decision that we make. Help us to consider every side of the issue, to see all the facts involved in every situation, and to think clearly and accurately according to your word. When we encounter situations or become involved in circumstances, beyond our knowledge or experience, we will yield to the Holy Spirit whom you have sent to reveal to us all things. We will ask him to minister to us, to lead us, to guide us, and direct us in the truth concerning every matter that we have to deal with today. We choose, Father, by an act of our will to be the very best servant that we can be today 
And if we have an employer to give our employer 100% of our time, our effort, and our loyalty. Father, according to your word, in Jesus' holy name, everything that we set our hands to shall prosper. We thank you, Lord, that our work shall prosper today. Do show us mistakes before they occur and reveal to us how to be more effective and efficient in our work to bring glory and honor to you in every action that we take, in every deed that we perform, and in every word that we speak. Thank you, Lord, that our mind is active and alert. We put out of our thoughts all of our personal concerns, And we focus totally on the work before us, giving full attention to the duties and responsibilities that have been assigned to us. We thank you that our enthusiasm for your service and even our jobs will be evident to all concerned, and that the excellent way in which we perform our duties will be a witness to everyone who comes in contact with us. Father, we choose to be patient and kind to all those who work alongside of us. Thank you that the faithful shall abound in blessing. No matter what the situation, regardless of the circumstances, we will respond in love and we will respond in truth. We will not seek our own way or try to promote ourselves, but we will be secure in the knowledge that if we are faithful and diligent to do our service or our job with the abilities that you have given us, then recognition and promotion will come from you, Father. It will come from you. We refuse to lift up ourselves or to try to force ourselves into a position of prominence so that others will notice us. We will simply commit ourselves to do whatever we have been assigned to do with all of our strength and might and heart and soul. We thank you, Father that our honest efforts and godly attitude will become obvious to those who are supervisors on our job and to you and be recorded in your records in heaven. We thank you, Lord, that pay increases and promotions will follow as a matter of course. Help us to always be on the lookout for ways to increase contribution to the success of whatever endeavor you have called us to. In this way, we will find favor with you and with others. And we thank you for receiving our prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We want to thank you, Lord, for bringing forth healing in our attitudes where our service and or our employment is involved. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. 
We acknowledge, Father, that sometimes we have learned habits from others that are not godly and not scriptural. We repent of them, we loose ourselves from them, we forsake them, and we want nothing further to do with what we have learned that does not please you. The eyes of all wait upon you, Lord, and you give them their meat in due season. You openest thine hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. We thank you, Lord, that you are closer to all them that call upon you and to all that call upon you in truth. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the armor that you have provided. We thank you that you are a shepherd and we shall not want, and that you have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord, so we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and we cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. We thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, and we bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his power. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, Whisperers, all familiar demons, all electronic and digital demons, technology demons and their attacks, Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all Kundalini spirits and their attacks, especially their psychic attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, all sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particles, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult in Jesus' holy name. We bind all 5G and the spirits operating through 5G and all EMF attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the Havana Syndrome brain changes, injuries, and all remote viewing. We take authority, dominion, and power on every attack against our brain. 
even if it was congenital. Even if it's familiar, coming down the family lines, we bind the attack on our brains in the name of Jesus Christ. We lift the shield of faith, and we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We turn the attack around. We boomerang it back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We boomerang every attack back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the witchcraft done around the full moon this month in the name of Jesus. And all the gods of every religious practice or celebration of a of a demon spirit that men worship as a god. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We send all the witchcraft and all the spiritual warfare that is evil back where it came from, according to the covenant in the name of Jesus. It goes back to its point of origin in the name of Jesus Christ, according to the covenant. We send it back. Every attack must go back. Every attack. Every attack. Every attack must in the name of Jesus. We bind all sorcery devils in their attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone, whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons in their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies in their attacks, the work of every druid, all whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and the charmers and the seducers in Jesus' name. We bind all spirits of fornication in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, mystic rituals in their intent, and we overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Australian, Native persons, Indigenous people. All we particularly bind all witchcraft sent against Christians in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it back in the name of Jesus. Our Father has ordered no such for us. In Jesus' holy name. All Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. 
We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity in the name of Jesus. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, sexual abuse demons, all satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications in the name of Jesus. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We put bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land and the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, Manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, the anger of the fool in Jesus' name, and we bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We bind all vampire spirits, all voodoo, all hoodoo, all ancient art. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order and the New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind you in the name of Jesus. All those Great Reset devils, you're bound in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. All false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, antichrist ideologies, and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, BioVK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. King of pride, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And your entire kingdom, we bind every and all demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, all combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. You are bound in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, 
Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, and all gods and goddesses. We bind you and we chain you with eternal chains of darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of every demonic weapon, fireball, poison, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs in Jesus' name. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite in Jesus' name. We bind the work of the Demolay and all associated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ and their rituals as well. We bind their powers in the name of Jesus. And we send their powers to the feet of Jesus. Amen. We return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcrafts back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere in particular Christians that are being persecuted for the faith in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you, Father, and we take uh, dominion and authority and power over the spirits and the demons and the animals, and the entities of the road so that they do not cross our path. We plead the blood of Jesus over our vehicles, whatever they may be, including aircraft and the airways or the road in which we travel. We thank you, Father, that you have dispatched your angels ahead of us in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all demons of the night, nightmares, sex dreams, bad dreams, anything or anyone trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels to protect us and our property as we sleep through the night and through the day. We thank you, Lord, for your fiery wall of protection. We pull out, we pull out all voodoo pins, all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, all voodoo, witchcraft, everything sent to us in the name of Jesus. And, Father, if they've made an effigy, we ask you to burn it with your holy fire in Jesus' holy name. 
Roho le redio suri gise de redio sutra briketa rede de redio fa riki si de rebrusha to rubriki dishetarabruka. Wero koho rikise. With the sword of the spirit, we cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and soul ties, attachments, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, and every form of agreement or connection with the demonic realm. We tear down walls of protection around shamans, nanobots, satanists, wizards, warlocks, sorcerers, divinators, and all such liars in Jesus' name. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, fetish, charm, spell, all psychic thoughts and psychic prayers, sorcery, magic, voodoo, psychic power and psychic warfare, pain, sickness, torment, destruction, candle burning, incantations, astral projection where they leave items in our presence, or on our property in Jesus' name. Any items left on our property or in our presence that are not of God. Return to sender in Jesus' name. Powers return to sender in Jesus' name. Powers return to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, that extends to demonic birds in our atmosphere, in our vicinity, so that they're squawking out curses as they cover the airways where we are. We forbid such on our property in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid such on our property or near us. Owls hooting. Send back in Jesus' name. Lord, release your angels against them now, in Jesus' name. A witchcraft done against our property. A witchcraft done against our property. Return from whence you came in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we place our business affairs into the hands of God the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. 
Rise de rugushe de rebroca de rebrisha de rebra. Silla de Dios unde bebe bebe cushan bababa sonde rigise. Runda de rebroca le ridiese de rebrica de rebrosa. Yarro cohole le ridiese de rebrisha de riosa de rebreke. Eshama gushe de rebrosa. Yarro gusa de rebrosa de rebrakaha. Isham bababa shoto regita bababa sa de rebre. Risa de rebrike de shame memesa de rebroca de ridia. Rusa de rebrike si in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind up our incense and candle burnings, chantings, ungodly blessings, crystals, root work, and everything sent to us, tribal rituals and sin. And we return it in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we bind all the interference of Satan coming through the computers, or through any other device, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, and we give you praise. And the church said amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I think I have made all the announcements concerning the fast. If you came in late and you missed, just scroll up. It's in the chat room. Amen. When you get a chance, go in the chat room and find out what was listed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And the verse for meditation comes from the book of Esther, Esther chapter 4, verse 16. Esther chapter 4, verse 16. Our featured ebook is Deliverance Releasing the Mind. Deliverance Releasing the Mind. Amen? So, we want to pay attention to the featured psalm, to the verse for meditation out of the book of Esther, and our featured ebook. And the link is also in the chat room. Our guest call in number is area code 319 527. Six two three five and press one. Amen. If anyone has any questions about anything at any time, what you ought to do is the following. You should email pastor. I didn't say ask your dog. I said email pastor at g p room at outlook.com that's g p room at outlook.com amen amen and i want to thank those of you who are doing that as pastor has asked and as pastor is able she will get back to you amen amen praise the lord Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So our guest calling number again is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. 
Amen. So tonight, we are going to talk about the guiding voice of God. Amen. The guiding voice of God. Young believers have remarked that they don't hear the voice of God clearly yet. However, in John chapter 10, verse 27, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says to us the following. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus says that his sheep hear his voice. So you hold on to that scripture as you grow in faith. Amen? So there must be several ways to know what the Lord has to say to our heart. Amen? And we've covered that in previous sermons. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive and to take you to the sermon that he wants you to hear, you will get to hear that. Amen? And your faith will strengthen. So, even small children know right from wrong. Yes, they do. They know. So when you catch them in something and they pretend that they don't know, you know that's not the truth because they do know. It's inside them. Our conscience is grounded in the knowledge of right and wrong. Our conscience is grounded in the knowledge of right and wrong. And it disposes us to the conviction that we should do what is right. It disposes us to the conviction that we should do what is right. Most of us have plenty of experiences which we can recall where our conscience crowded us in the right direction. Now think about that. Think about it for a moment. You have experiences from your past where your conscience was prodding you to do what was right. That's right. Yes, that's right. The candy jar was there, candy in the jar, but no, you hadn't asked anyone for permission to get any candy. But the candy jar was there. It was within your reach. No one was looking. So you decided to go for it. You knew that you were supposed to ask permission first, but you didn't want to do that. You decided to go for it. And when you reached for the lid to the candy jar, 
it slipped right out of your hand onto the floor and crashed into I don't know how many pieces. Then there was a problem. Amen. You see, it pays to do what's right. It pays to do what is right. We may also remember times when we ignored our conscience and trouble found us. And that's usually how it works. When we ignore our conscience, trouble soon follows. Amen or ouch, whichever you prefer. In James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible reminds us of this truth that will not change. James chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Amen. Job chapter 27, verse 6. Job chapter 27, verse 6. My righteousness I hold fast and will not let it go. And will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. In other words, he's saying his conscience isn't going to come beat him up. He's going to hold on to the right way. He's going to yield to his conscience when his conscience is convicted. He's not going to let his conscience keep him up all night because he did something he shouldn't have done. And some of us have done just that. We wrestled with our conscience, knowing that we were wrong, but being stubborn about it. And so rather than do what is right, we sit there and try to convince ourselves that right is wrong and wrong is right. Well, that doesn't please the Lord, you see. Amen. The Lord will be merciful to us, and he'll send help when we do this. Amen. Yes, when we were children, we decided whether or not to obey our conscience. And so it is today. You choose whether you will obey or not. Is it any wonder that problems arise when we don't or won't? At all times, we should be able to say all of our dealings, we have been pure, sincere, and exercising integrity as we depend on the Lord 
for his help. In all of our dealings, we have been, we should be able to say this, that in all of our dealings, we have been pure, sincere, and exercising integrity as we depend on the Lord for his help. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, the Lord says to us, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Amen? But you'd have to be listening to the Lord for that. That's right. You can't be filled with your own way. You have to be listening for his direction. So, in all of our dealings, saints, we are to depend on the Lord and not on our own skills, and methods, not on our own skills and methods, but to depend rather on the Lord. Some of us are so strong-willed and so self-willed, for we realize that we're off to the races doing our own thing again. And then halfway down down the fairway, uh, we go, um, I think I was supposed to ask the Lord before I started. Well, keep working on it. You'll have to discipline yourself to seek the Lord first. That's right. You will need to discipline yourself to seek the Lord first. And when the Lord tells you, use a red marker, it doesn't mean it's time for you to start marking everything up. He just told you which marker you were going to use. Amen? You have to wait for the next instruction. It's part of training. It's part of discipline. It's part of developing good Christian character. It's part of learning to walk in obedience. Amen? It's part of being led by the Lord. So, we should be straightforward and sincere instead of expecting others to read between the lines. We should be sincere. Titus chapter 1, verse 15. Titus chapter 1, verse 15. Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. Have you ever been witnessing to someone and you're thinking about what you're witnessing to them about and you use a word that they use differently? You use it in one way, but they use it to twist and turn the conversation into another direction. That's Leviathan at work. That's what that is. That's Leviathan at work. Bind him before you start the conversation. 
because people's pride has a strange way of poking its head up the minute the Holy Spirit shows up. That's just the tip. Before you begin to witness, bind Leviathan, because he will attempt to twist your words. They'll leave you one way, and they'll be twisted by the time they get to the person's ears. So you must remember, if you're going to witness, to bind Leviathan in Jesus' name. Amen. So we should be straightforward and sincere instead of expecting others to read between the lines. Failure to be straightforward lends itself to deception and devious behaviors and underhanded ways. David prayed in Psalm 40, verse 12. David prayed in Psalm 40, verse 12. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. They're surrounding me. It's evil on every side, he's saying. Iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of mine head. Therefore, my heart faileth me. So you see, conviction has come. Iniquities have worked their work. They brought disgrace and some shame. And the conviction in the heart has come. Amen? That's what happens. Conviction comes when you belong to the Lord, and sometimes even if you don't belong to the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 59, verse 12, Isaiah chapter 59, verse 12, for our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us for our transgressions are with us and as for our iniquities we know them some of you can say ow because the Lord's dealing with you in that area right now it's a good thing for God to deal with you in that area because if he doesn't you're not actually his We are convicted of our sin, even of a guilty conscience. When we choose against yielding to truth, we begin the process of hardening our heart. When we choose against yielding to truth, we begin the process of hardening our hearts. From that point on, truth then has less influence over us than before. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 15. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? 
Did that bother them that they were doing some horrific sin against God? Nay. They were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. See, it's serious, saints, when you can sin with no conviction at all. You don't think anything of it. There's no conviction in the heart. There's no realization in the mind. You just do it just just because. That's very dangerous. That's very, very dangerous. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Cause that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They wouldn't give God the glory that he's actually God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. That's what happens when you continually reject truth and you continually uh, fail to yield to the conviction of your conscience. That's what happens. You get to the point that that little voice inside gets quieter and quieter, and you can't hear it so well anymore. To the point that you are given over to a hardened heart. You know, there are some people, unfortunately, that have been sitting in church for many decades, and they still have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They go to every service. They sit there and enjoy the music and whatever else goes on, but they haven't yielded. And so the older they get and the longer they sit there in that condition, it becomes more difficult For them to receive the Lord Why? Because when the Holy Spirit came by to convict them They resisted him They decided for some reason That they were not going to believe the truth that was preached to them That is an extremely dangerous position to be in Young people do the same thing I've watched them come to church, sit on the back row, and heckle and make jokes and have a great time back there showing out during the church service, and the preacher is steadily preaching to them, trying to reach their souls and spirit. And I know of one case when that happened, three young boys, a young men, teenagers, And they sat on the back row and they just made fun and did everything they could do but give themselves to the Lord. And they went out that night. And two of them 
stepped into eternity. So you see, you cannot afford to play with the things of God. The things of God are very serious because eternal destinies are at stake. They would listen to the conviction of their conscience, would stay out of trouble. But no, they choose to do what they want to do, or so they think. They follow another spirit. And eventually it costs them more than they wanted to pay. Amen. Eventually, we become dulled to the conviction of our conscience when we ignore it or override its influence. Psalm 73, verse 21. Psalm 73, verse 21. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reign. I was pricked in my emotions. I was pricked in my conscience. It's a blessing to be able to be convicted. Because without it, we'll wander off into sin, into error, and into destruction. Amen? So, we should not make it a habit to ignore our conscience or to override its influence. In Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 34, Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 34, The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, it has one focus, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. He says, pay attention so that the light that's in you doesn't become darkness. 1 Timothy 4, verse 2. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Now, it talks about in this verse speaking lies in hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. You know, Jesus said all through the New Testament that he didn't like hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is like putting on a false front. You say one thing and do something else. Or you say one thing and you mean something else. Or you put forth an impression that is not truth. Amen? Amen. I think I was talking to somebody about that Sunday. 
giving an impression that was not the truth, pretending to be what one is not, or pretending to feel what one does not feel. A pretense. That's what it is. A pretense. It's not true. So the Bible says that when you do this, when you speak lies in hypocrisy, it leads to having your conscience seared with a hot iron because you're lying against the truth. Amen. You're lying against the truth. The real you feels this way and thinks this way, but in front of certain others, you put on this front that is not real. It's phony. It's put on. The Lord does not approve of such, and neither should you. The Bible warns us that in our, in our days, some in the church will turn away from Christ and instead follow devil-inspired teaching. Yes, those who teach such things will do so with straight faces, and their conscience will no longer bother them. Their conscience will no longer bother them. So I want to tell you something before you read it somewhere else. For many years now, the United Methodist Church has been having some problems within. And the problems stem from those who have traditional Christian values, as in those outlined in the King James Version of the Holy Scriptures, as opposed to those who have a leniency toward the LGBTQ community. And that leniency is to the point that they can no longer walk together. The Bible says in Amos 3.3, the two can't walk together lest they be agreed. There is a group that believes in having a gay bishop and other such things. And the more traditional group, according to the scriptures, strictly. So the more traditional group that believes how the, as the teachings are presented in the King James Version of the Bible is forming their own church. They are leaving all that they have put in and invested in the United Methodist Church over the decades and they're forming a new church. And what will be left will be what we call the left-leaning or the extremely uh, permissive church, and it will be called the United Methodist Church. So I want you to know about that so that when you hear about it or read about it, you'll know what's actually going on. Amen? Amen. 
We should pray for those that are doing what they believe to be right in forming a, a new church because they can no longer walk in agreement or in debate with the other side. Amen. They have opted to do the thing that makes for peace, and that thing is for them to come out of the United Methodist Church as it has been and to form a new church. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, since the Bible has warned us that these things will happen, we need to be prepared in our hearts when they do. Amen. We need to be prepared that these things will happen. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 6. Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God. See, they could hear God. Walking in the cool, in the garden, in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now, why did they have to hide themselves, you say? And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He says, I heard your voice. I was afraid. Now, before before now, Adam had not been afraid for any reason. Now, all of a sudden, he is afraid. Why is he afraid? Because he's naked. Well, why does being naked cause fear? And so he's decided to hide himself. And he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Where did you get that from? I've never told you you were naked. Where did that come from? Hast thou eaten of of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat. So you see, conviction had come. They ate. They did the disobedience they decided to do. Then all of a sudden their eyes were open, and they knew they'd done the wrong thing. And so they tried to handle it themselves. They were going to fix this situation. But it didn't work, now did it? Let's look at another example. 
Exodus chapter 9, verse 27. Exodus chapter 9, verse 27. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. So you see, at some point during all of these plagues and various situations that the Egyptians experienced during that season, Pharaoh came to himself and realized that he had sinned and that God is actually right and he's wrong. He and his people are wrong. God is right. All right, let's go to another example when a conscience is convicted. 1 Samuel chapter 24. And I'm going to back up. I'm going to go back a couple of verses. 1 Samuel chapter 24. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 24. All right. Amen. So I'm going to start at verse 1. Follow along with me, please. And it came to pass when Saul was returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Injida. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheep coat or the sheepfold, by the way, where was a cave, and Saul went in to cover his feet. And David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. And the men of David said unto him, Behold, the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul privately, secretly. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he said unto his men, verse 6, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth mine hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So you see, David did something. He could have done far worse, but he didn't. He restrained himself. But even when he did that small thing, his conscience was convicted immediately that he shouldn't do 
anything against his master, though his master was chasing him down without just cause all over the countryside for the purpose of killing him out of his own jealousy. Amen. So we have many, many examples in Scripture of hearts being convicted. So the Scriptures show us that this smiting of the heart or conviction of our conscience should lead us to repentance and to a change of mind and behavior. Is that what happens with you? Or do you shrug it off and go on to sleep? Ezra was convicted because of the sins of the people, not his own. Yet it brought forth cries and pleadings unto God. Let's go to Ezra chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. Ezra chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. Now when these things were done, the princes came to me, saying, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the land, doing according to their abominations, even of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. For they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy seed have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yes, the hands of the princes and rulers has been chief in this trespass. And when I heard this thing, I rent my garment and my mantle and plucked off the hair of my head and of my beard and sat down a stony. He was so hurt, he just, he just went into mourning immediately. Then were assembled unto me everyone that trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the transgression of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice. He couldn't say a word. And at the evening sacrifice, I rose up from my heaviness. And having rent my garment and my mantle, I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God and said, Oh, my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee, my God, for our iniquities are increased over our head, and our trespass is grown up unto the heavens. Since the days of our fathers, have we been in a great trespass unto this day? And for our iniquities have we, our kings and our priests, been delivered into the hands of the kings of the lands, into the sword, to captivity, and to a spoil, and to confusion of face, as it is this day. And now for a little space, grace hath been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape, and to give us a nail in his holy place, that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. For we were bondmen, yet our God hath not forsaken us in our bondage, but hath extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia, to give us a reviving, to set up the house of our God, 
and to repair the desolations thereof, and to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. And now, O our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken thy commandment. That was Ezra was a true intercessor. He was a true man of God. Amen? And we should be proud of his example. There are other examples in Scripture as well. You see, he was convicted not just not because of his own sin, but because of the sins of the people. Some of us should be convicted because of the sins of the people around us. Saints, this is how we should feel concerning the dilemmas in the world and in our own nation and community. We must allow the word of God to prick our hearts in conviction concerning the world in which we live. Whether we have been a direct participant or not, we are a part of this world and its happening. Mordecai was used to turn Esther's attention from her own life in the palace to the impending destruction of her people. So join me in Esther chapter 4. Esther chapter 4. When Mordecai perceived that all was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry and came even before the king's gate, for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting and weeping and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it her, Then was the queen exceedingly grieved, and she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai and to take away his sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Then called Esther Fahatech, one of the king's chamberlains, whom he had appointed to attend upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So he went forth to Mordecai into the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him and of the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also he gave the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her, and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him, and to make requests before him for her people. So he came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. And again Esther spoke to Hattach, 
and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and all the king and all the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. And they told Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the other Jews. You're not going to get out of this, Esther, just because you're in the king's palace. This will come to you too. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. That took courage. She was putting her literal life on the line. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. So say, we need to take this seriously. So at some place in our walk with the Lord, we must each do what Esther did. We must allow the Lord to move on our hearts as he did Ezra, and lead us into intercession and fastings for our world. You see, saints, we've been called into God's kingdom for this season of the end time. We must call on our God to intervene in our world. Praying for ourselves and our family's needs is fine. But we must needs go further with the Lord. We must cry out to him so to move in our hearts that he can begin to use our prayer lives to change this evil world. Yes, we do this together on Blog Talk. But in your prayer closet, do you ever ask the Lord? Do you ever cry out to him for what's going on in the world around you and all over the planet? Do you allow the Lord to move on your spirit and use your prayer language to intercede for people all over the world? Do you ever do that? You see, Ezra was grieved not because of his own sins, but the sins of the people. It matters not which country you live in. There's plenty of sin to go around. We should be grieved in heart 
at the sin that is everywhere, everywhere. You know, at the latter part of the broadcast, we request adjudications from the righteous judge, the Lord of hosts. Some of those things should break your heart, saints. You should want to lay out before the Lord and cry out to him for those that are being abused and for the abusers. A few of those requests should find their way into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Amen? Think about that. Think about it. You see, saints, even Judas repented. In Matthew chapter 27, beginning with verse 3, Matthew chapter 27, beginning with verse 3, then Judas, the hypocrite that he was, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned, and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed, and went and hanged himself. See, when we ignore or go against our conscience, we violate our own faith. And you need your faith to work full steam ahead all the time. When we ignore or go against our conscience, we violate our own faith. This is sin. Romans chapter 7, beginning with verse 22. Romans chapter 7, beginning with verse 22. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. I know in my heart what's right and wrong, but then I have this other notion in my flesh, in my mind. And before I know it, I've gone after that. First Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 19. 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 19. Keeping or holding faith as a good conscience and a good conscience, which, having, which some having put away, so they put away their faith and a good conscience concerning faith, have made shipwreck. They've gone They've gone from being just fine to a complete shipwreck. Why? No longer have a good conscience. Violated their own faith. 
When we have a clear conscience, God releases to us the kind of courage and conviction which causes us to rise above adverse circumstances. And even the opinions of those who misunderstand us. When we have a clear conscience, God is on our side. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. The wicked flee when no man pursue it, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Acts chapter 4, beginning with verse 19. Acts chapter 4, beginning with verse 19. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, they were standing before the council, before the Sanhedrin, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you More than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. If you read that passage, you'll know that they got in trouble with the religious leaders of the day because they were doing what Jesus taught them to do. And if you're going to continue to follow Jesus, you're going to come into conflict with others who oppose him. You should expect that. And at some point, you have to determine if you're going to actually follow Jesus and his word or if you're going to allow uh, the hostility and the volatileness of other people to move you you got to decide because people are not so civil anymore. They're quite uncivil, and they do wicked and evil things to people who stand for truth. We're going to pray about one of those persons tonight. They do nasty, dirty, ugly things, and they will do nasty, ugly, dirty things to you as well. We should be prepared for that. Because it is so. You see, John and Peter stood faithful to their conscience and their conviction. Are you like this? Or do you cower when confronted by differing attitudes and opinions? When others are hostile and even evil against you because you stand for Jesus, And his word, what do you do? What do you do? Yes, there will be open confrontation. Yes, there will be open confrontations. Jesus had them, so will you. So did the other disciples. So did the apostles. So have other Christians. So get ready. That's right, get ready. 
If you have not experienced it already, sooner or later you will. An important facet of our Christian example is in maintaining a good conscience. When we fail to stand up for Jesus Christ and his gospel, we have denied the very faith that offers us salvation. Think about that. When we shirk back and we don't we don't want to deal with the situation, we are then denying the very faith that has offered us salvation. Peter chapter 3, verse 16. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 16. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation or lifestyle in Christ. They're going to come against you, including family. Including family. Amen. That's the truth. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18. You know, there's some of you that will not witness to your families because you know that they're going to turn against you. And rather than to stand up for Jesus, you just cower down and say nothing and do nothing. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live how? Honestly. Not in hypocrisy, in honesty. We have examples all around us, saints. The Freedom Convoy of truckers were and are standing for what is right. Jesus Christ stood for the will of the Father and our redemption from sin. Some of us need to repent of cowardice, and capitulation. That means that you back down on what you know is right. So you give up or give in and stop resisting the wrong. You know, saints, there's an old church hymn that says thusly, Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Ye soldiers of the cross, lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand stand up for Jesus. The trumpet call obey. Forth to the mighty conflict. And this his glorious day. Ye that are men now serve him against unnumbered foes. Let courage rise with danger and strength to strength oppose. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. Ye dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor, 
each piece put on with prayer. Where duty calls or danger, be never wanting there. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus. The strife will not be long. This day the noise of battle, the next are song. To him that overcometh, a crown of life shall be. He with the king of glory shall reign eternally. Stand up for Jesus, church. Stand up for Jesus. Only what you do for Christ is what will last. Amen? Amen. Brother Bill, we would hear from you, Praise. sir. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have some more awesome praise reports. We have to start with Shakira. She has a praise report. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for helping me pass my element and costing exam. Due to me missing classes, not studying, I was not prepared to sit an exam and was advised by my tutor to sit the exam out for another week. I listened to my flesh and didn't listen to the wise counsel or seek God's will. After listening to the sermon on Sunday, I immediately felt convicted and repented for my pride and listening to my flesh. But by God's grace, I passed, and I am nearly caught up. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. You're worthy to be praised. That's a wonderful praise report when we put down our flesh and decide to do it Jesus' way. OP has a praise report. Thank you for helping us today, Lord. I know it was you. Praise you, Lord. Every day in our lives. Nothing's too small, saints. Ask him and he'll help you. Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the answered prayer. The day the Lord revealed several books and items that needed to be destroyed, enough to fill a 13-gallon garbage bag. A hose actually feels lighter. Hallelujah. A house. The house actually feels lighter. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Dana, you need to check your attic, too. I just heard that. Anyway, thank you, Lord Jesus. Dina has a praise report. The Lord revealed to me what I was lacking in my warfare and confirmed it. One of the MIC sermons, just as soon as I turned it on to listen, don't forget to isolate and divide those demons. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, saints, you will find everything you need in those archives if you'll just let the Holy Ghost And Gina has a praise report. I found the documents to complete my taxes. I am grateful that I'm able to to pay what is owed. And thank you, Pastor Sabrina. I was listening to a year-old broadcast where you insisted that we post requests no matter how insignificant. I felt relief after I posted my request. Thank you, Lord. Mark eleven twenty-four. Praise you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. These are wonderful praise reports, and I just give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus. I just clap for you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. And about those so-called insignificant prayer requests, you know, let me tell you something. 
some of you do not put your prayer requests in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. I know you're not. The Holy Spirit confirms it to me. You sit there and you decide that you can get through it on your own. And those of you who um, who are able to contact Brother Bill, you'll contact him, but it's not in the prayer room. Well, I want you to know that I go through the prayer room looking for what you put up there. And I pray because it's in it's in the prayer room where it's supposed to be. That's my prayer list, the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. If you didn't put it there, there's a good chance I might not have prayed about it. Why? Because you didn't follow instructions. You see, your obedience brings blessing. But when you sit there on your little problem to yourself and you just mumble it to the Lord, well, that's your little problem that you mumble to the Lord. But you see, he's made available to you the body of Christ and the pastor who prays for you. But you know you have to decide that you wish to be prayed for. It takes some humility. It takes some willingness. But those that do get the answers that they need. Amen? Amen. You know, it's something about doing it God's way. It never fails. Amen. So I'd encourage you to do just that. You know, some of you will, it, it's too personal. Seriously? Let's face it. You know about it. Chances are some other people know about it. Say it's a medical thing. You know about it. The folks in the medical community know about it. The demons know about it. The angels know about it. The Godhead knows about it. Satan knows about it. Now, why is it your brothers and sisters in Christ can't come together and support you on that issue? Amen? I'll let you think about that one and see what conclusion you come up with. Amen? Amen. I find it very interesting that we find out about the situation some other way and you want our prayer support. But when it started, when the issue actually began, you didn't you didn't call on us. You wait till the end of the matter when you're having difficulty. But when it actually started, you didn't call on us then. I've been watching you all do this for a while now. And I've been talking to the Holy Spirit about it. You want to call on us. When you get to the difficult point But when the matter Actually began You didn't call on us Amen And maybe that's how You got to the difficult part You didn't Call on us at the onset Did you ever think of that Amen Mm-hmm. Amen You didn't call on us then now you're going to wait till it gets hard and tough. Then you want us to come in and say, okay, Lord, now we got to deal with this. No, you should have told us at the beginning. 
That's the truth. Okay, let's say, okay, let me see, Lord. Okay, let's say you had to get surgery. You went through all this process with the doctors, and then you have to get surgery. Well, then you decide to tell us about it after you've had the surgery. Well, what about all that time leading up to that? Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is great, and we're all growing. Amen? And we're growing. Praise you, Jesus. God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Well, I, I, I can't put it. I, I, I can't put it in the chat room. Well, then you can write me at gproom at outlook.com. Nobody reads that but me anyway. Nobody reads that but me. Nobody has access to access to it but me. If it's that personal, you can write me and tell me about it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about it. Well, praise the Lord for kindergarten. That's that's a wonderful thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Proud of you. So we're going to go to the phones. And we're going to call on people on the phone line. Praise the Lord. Area code. Well, my darling, why did you hang up as soon as I said that? Area code 407. You're on the air now in Jesus' name. Hello? I can't hear you. You sound like you're a long ways from the phone, and I can't hear you. Area code 336, you're on the air now in Jesus' name. Area Hello? code three three six. Yes. Hello. 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 Is it me? Yes, it's you. Well, I didn't push anything, but apparently, um, the Holy Spirit wanted me to talk. This is Dina. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? I- I'm fine. I did have some things, but I put it back in my book because I didn't think I would get through. So I repent of that right now in the okay. name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. I um, I had a list. Um, I got that popping sound. It's not the same demon. I know that. It's been bound. But that popping sound comes and goes. So I just wanted wisdom on how to... Um, pray that 
pray that away. And um, okay. also, I want to say a, a, something that happened to me when I was going to a, a cultic massage therapist. I was unsaved at the time, and during the massage, she would do strange, this strange stuff with my toes, and it was very painful. And I asked her what she was doing, and she said she was trying to open something up, but I can't remember what it was. And she also would push down on my stomach in the navel area. And um, But once I started listening, you know, um, to deliverance ministry, and so Dr. Uh, Pat, I started covering myself with the blood of Jesus, and I noticed when she started pushing in that area, she couldn't do anything. She just kept trying to push, push, push. But I didn't, um, the Holy Spirit didn't let, um, you know, make me realize that now that's, she couldn't do anything anymore because of the blood. So I just want to um, get prayer for that, if I can. Yes, you may. Amen. Right, thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover our sister's past sins and trespasses and ignorance in the blood of Jesus Christ. We yes. say all things have passed away and all things have become new. We lift up to you, Lord, all the spirits that were transferred into her uh, with the massage. And we thank you, Lord, that she was able to hear the truth of the word of God and learn to cover herself with the blood of Jesus and to bind. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over any spirits that were left from those times when she went to get a simple massage. We take authority, dominion, and power over any spiritual entities that were placed within her body. We take authority, dominion, and power over any elements or any physical pieces that were placed within her body in Jesus' holy name. We bind all that 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 was released into her body.
and it like sucks your skin in and stuff. And I, I didn't know that that wasn't good. And another thing they tried to get me to do was um, healing, like health healing, like they run their hand over your body to heal you from energy healing. But that one, for some reason, I strongly refused that one. I did not let them touch me with that. You know, but the other ones I did. Okay, I thought so they were it was okay. What else? Acupuncture, and they use like these little jar things. They heat up and they put it down your spine, and it like sucks your skin in. It's supposed to be oh. healing. You know, I forgot what All they right. called it. Okay, so repeat after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I send in ignorance. I send in ignorance. I ask you to forgive me and to deliver me. I ask you to forgive me and deliver me. My body belongs to Jesus Christ. My body belongs to Jesus Christ. It is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I will no longer allow anyone. And I will no longer allow anyone. To abuse or damage this temple of the Holy Ghost. To abuse or damage this temple of the Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into agreement with our sister's prayer and her repentance. And from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we, Jesus with the sword of the Spirit, we disconnect her from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, yoke, snare, or involvement of the devil. We bind every strong man and all the agents in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the underling to the strong man in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over every acupuncture. Yes, hallelujah. Every acupuncture needle that went into that temple in the name of Jesus Christ, all that was sucked out of her and all the demons that it left behind, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of her now. Go into the cage, bound in the name of Jesus. All that was done to her body, come up and out in the name of Jesus. The demon spirits that are worshipped through acupuncture, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Come on out. You can't stay. You cannot stay. Deep breath and all. Cannot remain in her body in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your grip and hold in Jesus' name. We break your grip and hey, hallelujah. We break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. Uh-uh, come out right now. Come from down out of her province right now in the name of Jesus. I just saw you. Come out. Come out now. Come out of her province in the name of Jesus. Ruga de debrese. Hallelujah. Ruga de baraha. Ruga de breke de Dios. Ruga de rakaha. Ruga de breke. Isha baba baba, suturo breke de rusu, rike de de bruce de 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 de
You can't yeah. stay there. That's not your ground. Yeah. We take the ground from you with the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Come out of her body, come out of her neck, yeah. come out of her spinal cord. All the parts of the body you claim to affect by puncturing a nerve, you come out. Come out of her nervous system in the name of Jesus. All those demons that were imparted into her nervous system, you come out. Come out of her. Come out of her bloodstream in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come out of her bloodstream in Jesus' name. The life of God is in her blood. The life of God is in her blood. The life of God is in her blood. Come out of the blood. Come out of the blood. Come out of the blood. Found in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for releasing the warring angels to war against these demons and have warred against her all this time. Come out of her. You can't stay. Amen. Fire of God, come and burn. Burn. Yes, Lord, burn it out. Burn it all out. Hey, hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, the sun sets free. It's free indeed. Come on out. You can't stay. Yes. Her body belongs to God. All of her body belongs to God. All the marks on her inward organs. We erase the blood of Jesus Christ. Every mark on her inward organs. We erase with the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, hallelujah. Amen. Uh-uh, come out of her jaws. Come out of her jaws. Uh-huh, yes, you're in her jaws. Come out of her jaws in Jesus' name. Come out of her jaws. Yes, in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus goes in. The name of Jesus goes in. Hey, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. The Lord says somebody's got a problem in their feet. Somebody has a problem in their feet. I take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits that are in your feet. I bind them in the name of Jesus, and I command them to come up and out of you. Take a deep breath and cough them out now in the name of Jesus, whoever you are. Cough them out now, right now, in the name of Jesus. Deep breath and come from your gut, not your throat. Now take a deep breath and release your prayer language and the Holy Spirit. We ask Father for the Holy Spirit to come in and fill those empty places and with the Holy Fire burn the Amen. Tonight, saints, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a human trafficking sting in Central Florida, which has netted 108 arrests, including four Disney employees. Polk County police revealed on Wednesday 
announcing the conclusion of a six-day undercover investigation called Operation March Sadness. Two, among those caught up in the sting were a 27-year-old man who worked as a lifeguard at the Disney Polynesian Village Resort, a man who was caught sending graphic sexual images and indecent photos of himself to an undercover officer posing as a 14-year-old girl. The other Disney employees, including a 24-year-old worker at the Cosmic Restaurant, as well as a 45-year-old IT worker and a 27-year-old software developer. Another individual caught in the sting worked for Fun Spot, another theme park located near Disney World in Orlando. Those arrested ranged in age from 17 to 67 and included a retired judge from the Chicago area. One man claimed he had a wife and eight children, of whom had been left at a soccer game so his dad could go meet a prostitute who turned out to be an undercover cop. The arrest come on the heels of Disney CEO Bob Chaffick apologizing for insufficiently opposing Florida's so-called Don't Say Gay Bill, a derogatory nickname for the parental rights in education bill that forbids teachers to discuss gender identity and sexual orientation with school children under eight years old. Supporters of the bill have argued that the age-inappropriate discussions of sexual orientation and gender identity amount to grooming children for abuse. One group of LGBTQ Disney employees have argued that even though Chappick eventually came out against the bill, he didn't do so quickly enough. The group, which is unaffiliated with existing LGBTQ groups at Disney, yes, they have many of them, has announced it is staging a walkout later this month, demanding that Disney cease all support to nearly two dozen politicians, stop all construction and new projects in Florida, praise the Lord, until the legislation is trashed. I hope they stop all the construction and the new projects, praise the Lord, and contribute a sizable chunk of cash, here it comes, to LGBTQ advocacy groups. It is the request of this ministry that the sovereign Lord expose every human trafficking group on this planet and prosecute each participant to the full extent of divine law. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Facebook parent company Meta has announced a comprehensive package of measures to coach Australian politicians about the spread of formation ahead of the country's general election this year. The company will help train Australian politician political candidates on aspects of cybersecurity and coach influencers to stop the spread of misinformation in a bid to boost the integrity of an upcoming election, mm-hmm. according to Reuters. Report on Tuesday. Meta's Australian chief of public policy said the company would stay vigilant to emerging threats and take additional steps, if necessary, to prevent abuse on our platform, 
while also empowering people in Australia to use their voice by voting. He also said Meta's plans were by far the most comprehensive package of election integrity measures we have ever had in Australia. We've been working incredibly closely for some time with Australian government security agencies, law enforcement, and a group that the government has convened called the Election Integrity Assurance Task Force in order to make sure that we're fully across potential threats in the context of the election, he revealed. He also said Meta's plans were by far the most comprehensive package of election integrity measures we have ever had in Australia. We've been working incredibly closely for some time with Australian government security agencies. And he went on and on and on. He went on to say, Meta's Facebook program seeks to protect politicians, not citizens, not voters, to protect politicians who are targeted by bad actors on social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. The company will also reportedly have a dedicated team of staff to monitor abuse that is sent to Australian politicians on meta platforms during the election. So if you get on Facebook or Instagram and you tell the politician where he's wrong, you've become a bad actor on social media platforms, and they have government lynch people to come after you. Isn't that thrilling and exciting in our times? Doesn't it just send a chill down your back? We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the cancel culture activists, which continue to attack Mike Lindell, this time it's getting worse. This only proves that if they can do this to Mike, they can also do this to you. We need to stand and cancel the cancelers. Reports show that Mike Lindell has been, and listen closely, debanked. Debanked? Yes. They first deplatformed him and now they are debanking him. Our nation is slowly becoming a communist country. According to the recent news, Mike Lindell is being forced to close all bank accounts at his longstanding bank, Minnesota Bank and Trust and Heartland Financial. Mike Lindell announced today that in addition to previously being deplatformed, he has just received notice from Minnesota Bank and Trust and Heartland Financial that he is being debanked. They are terminating their relationship with him due to reputational damage. Mm-hmm. Best known as the CEO of MyPillow, Mike Lindell says, one of the nation's largest banks is moving to dump the nine businesses and charities he has founded in the wake of his success with MyPillow. Among them are the social media sites frankspeech.com and Lindell TV and the Lindell Recovery Network, which helps people overcome addictions, Lindell said in an interview Friday with Steve Bannon's War Room podcast. 
Bannon played a recording of a telephone call between a top executive at Minnesota Bank and Trust and Lindell's controller. The executive asked in the call why the bank, a subsidiary of Heartland Financial, is associated with someone who could be in the news. Not that the FBI is even sniffing and looking, but what if somebody came and said, do you know what? We're going to subpoena all of his account records and this and that. And then all of a sudden we make the news, the executives say. So it's more of a reputation risk, he said. How phony. Such a lie. By the way, since we're on banks, you know that uh, Toronto Dominion Bank that froze all those Canadians' assets, guess where they're opening a bank? Here in Jacksonville, Florida. And they had the unmitigated gall to send me something in the mail. Can you believe it, Saints? Hmm. I handed that to the Lord. He'll take care of that. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning abortion access and funding that are subject, the subject of a current lawsuit and upcoming legislation in Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court will decide the case of Allegheny Reproductive Health Center and Planned Parenthood versus Pennsylvania Department of Human Services, in which abortion providers are suing the state to use tax dollars for abortion services. Unlike neighboring New York and New Jersey, Pennsylvania bans the use of Medicaid for elective abortion. Medicaid is allowed to be used in Pennsylvania for non-elective abortions and elective abortions involving rape or incest. The ban is a violation of the Pennsylvania Constitution, the lawsuit states, and it is costing providers too much money because many who use their services are eligible for medical assistance. Providers frequently perform abortions at a financial loss and must invest their own time and resources to find and and secure private funding to help low-income women pay for their abortions, and this results in a loss of time and productivity for staff, court papers say. As a result of the Pennsylvania coverage ban, there are Pennsylvania women who are forced to carry their pregnancies to term against their will. Yay for the baby. He won. The lawsuit states the case also asked the court to declare abortion a fundamental right Under the Pennsylvania Constitution, it has the potential to change many current state abortion laws. Gallagher said, we would lose the Pennsylvania Abortion Control Act, which would mean no more ban on late-term abortion, no more informed consent for abortion, no more parental consent for abortion, No more 24-hour waiting period for abortion, she said. We also lose our abortion center regulation law, which would mean hair and nail salons would have greater scrutiny in Pennsylvania than abortion facilities because they wouldn't be subject to state inspection. In response to the lawsuit, 
the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation has advocated for a state constitutional amendment, Senate Bill 915 Senator Judy Ward as the primary prime sponsor. What the abortion industry is asking the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to do is to bypass both the legislative process and the constitutional amendment process and to manufacture out of thin air a right to elective abortion and taxpayer funding of elective abortion, presumably during all nine months of pregnancy. Ward wrote in a memo about the amendment, to prevent Pennsylvania's abortion laws from being struck down, I am proposing a simple amendment to the Pennsylvania Constitution, clarifying that there is no right to an abortion or abortion funding within Pennsylvania's Constitution, Ward said. This amendment is designed to maintain our laws, regulating abortion and preventing the taxpayer funding of elective abortion. The amendment was passed out of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee and awaits a floor vote. A constitutional amendment in Pennsylvania requires passage in two consecutive legislative sessions. Then it must go on a statewide ballot to be decided by voters. It is the request of this ministry to the Sovereign Lord to convict every abortionist and abortion provider to the end of saving such as should be saved. Also, to fully expose all citizens to the truth of the purposes for which abortions are performed. This ministry requests from the Sovereign Lord that all abortion services worldwide be terminated in Jesus' name. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning depositors are not aware that in the event of a banking collapse, banks are legally authorized to seize 50% or more of depositors' funds under the Dodd-Frank Title II Orderly Liquidation Authority. That's right. They'll steal your money. In the event of a financial crisis, this Dodd-Frank law allows banks to recategorize depositors as unsecured creditors, giving banks the capacity to use depositor, which has now become creditor, funds as the bank's funds. That's right. They're using your money like it's theirs in order to avoid insolvency. To keep from going under, they're going to steal your money and use it. That's it. It's essentially a bank bail-in as opposed to a taxpayer bailout. This critical piece of the Dodd-Frank law is conveniently buried within every depositor agreement, which depositors are expected to read, understand, sign, or simply accept. Once the agreement has been disclosed, it's a binding contract. The problem, however, is twofold. First of all, critical parts of the agreement, such as this one, are often buried within the document, hence hard to find. Secondly, if you find the information that discloses this particular risk, it is often stated in legalese making it difficult for the average reader to understand it. 
This is deception, plain and simple, because it states risk in a way that cannot be easily found nor understood. Yet all depositors end up bound to this agreement when they open a banking account. So they're supposed to have amended this. From June to November, possibly in response to the pandemic's effort on the global economy, Bank of America, Chase Bank, Citibank, and U.S. Bank amended the terms that affect third-party bank accounts. A third-party account is a bank account managed by an individual or company, an agent, nominee, guardian, executor, or custodian on behalf of the owner. The new changes are the same across the board. But here's the problem. Based on the existing Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, otherwise known as the FDIC, form, most depositors don't know that they may already be subject to this current regulation. What are we talking about exactly? Read the following from the Bank of America's deposit agreement on page 9. In the event of bank failure, you agree to cooperate fully with us and the FDIC in connection with determining the insured status as funds in such accounts at any time. Also provide the FDIC with the information described below in the required format promptly and submit claims for pass-through insurance to the FDIC through an alternative record-keeping process. Note that most banks require you to respond within 24 hours, yet Bank of America fails to disclose this potentially critical requirement, substituting the vague term promptly instead. Plus, you are expected to have read and understood three bullet points from a document that has a total word count of over 20,000 words. You're getting three bullets, but the actual document has 1,000 words. If all beneficiaries are required to submit account information to the FDIC within 24 hours in the event of a bank failure, does it mean that the bank or the FDIC will automatically do it for you, or are you responsible for submitting this information yourself? If you are responsible for requesting your own money and saving it from potential confiscation, where does it say in the agreement that either you're to follow this procedure or that the bank will automatically do it for you? Try reading through twenty to 40,000 words to find it. You can't or you won't because disclosures were written in a way that makes important information nearly impossible to find or understand. Suppose you don't read your deposit agreement in its entirety. Would you feel safe giving the banks the benefit of the doubt if it meant risking your own funds? This may sound alarming, but the language put forth by the banks and the FDIC is so unclear that it's hard not to view it under suspicion, thinking that perhaps the language and the disclosure itself might be hiding 
information in such a way that benefits the banks at your expense, literally, which prompts us to ask an important question. Is this amendment an inconspicuous way for banks to own your money? If a bank fails, then certainly you've read all 20,000 or more words in the agreement to remember that you have exactly 24 hours to submit all of the required information as spied by each bank to the FDIC or your funds will be frozen. Case closed. Banks have assumed that you've read the entire disclosure document at least enough to know this critical responsibility. The onus is on you. The Dodd-Frank Orderly Liquidation Authority Law will kick in and 50% or more of your funds will already be converted to the bank's funds. That's right. Congratulations. You are now an unsecured creditor, no longer a depositor. And if you or your custodian misses that 24-hour mark, you will no longer have access to your own money, plain and simple. Amen. Praise the Lord for his goodness. Amen. Praise him for his goodness. Mm. He's on our side, not them. Amen. Praise your Lord Jesus. Praise your Lord Jesus. Brother Marshall, it's time to pray. Praise the Lord. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, considering it all joy when we fall into various trials and temptations. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Hey, we're all whosoever's. So, Heavenly Father, it's not because of who we are. It's because of who Jesus is. He's the Lord of lords and King of kings. And he shows us how much he loves us. And we thank you for that perfect love that casts out all fear. We thank you for Dr. Sabrina and all your saints and Brother Bill. And, and Dr. Sabrina, going to the trouble of finding these um, amazing articles so we would have a clue, Father God. You said, cut off the head of a quote there. If, if, if we are forewarned, then we're forearmed, Father God. So help us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Help us to be able to speak the truth boldly under the unction of your spirit. We thank you, Father, for the spirit of adoption. So we come boldly before your throne of grace in time of need because of the blood of the covenant. To ask you, Father God, for your mercy and grace. You said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. <clears throat> we came all the benefits of Psalm 91, Psalm 121, Psalm 27, over each and every one of us and each member of the body of Christ. And we thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And you say, Lord, and we do, because we don't know what to do. We can't look to any man to save us. We look to the man, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's in heaven at your right hand, and he's ever living to make intercession for us. He can save us all to the uttermost, just like it says in Hebrews 7.25. So I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. You're up all night every way, and every, every night, Lord, you don't need to sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. And I'm in agreement with Sabrina's prayers concerning the weather, concerning the full moon, and all the rest of it. In Jesus' name, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Psalm 121, verse 7 in particular. 
The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. And all the souls of the saints, all their family members, all those coming into the body of Christ, and all the descendants of every believer in Jesus' name, not just Pat Aldi's descendants, all the descendants of every believer, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Father, not just the people in the United States, but all the people all over the globe, not just in Canada, all your people, Father God, and all the family members and all the relatives of every believer, ask you to deliver us all, save us all. And we thank you for doing so, because your arm's not too short to save. In Jesus' name, and every witchcraft curse sent against every one of us, any one of us, returned at least sampled on the heads of the demons, sent in due to those demons that tend to do thus. In Jesus' name, because of the blood of God, render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom, their reproach, wherever they've reproached thee, O Lord. Whatever they're doing against the body of Christ, whether it's me with a bank account, or Brother Bill with a bank account, or any of the saints with a bank account, Father God, and those coming into the body of Christ, cut up whatever their plans are, their schemes are, and all the children, all the children in utero and the children that have been born into this challenging world, Father God, we ask you to deliver us all. Because, Lord, you know, we know you don't want these little ones to perish, Father, in Jesus' name. And I continue to speak, blindness, the eyes of the enemy, muteness, and as the enemy, they may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to each and every one of us. And I plead, sprinkle, and apply the blood of Jesus over every lintel and every post, every door, every window, every electronic access to each and every one of us. And we thank you, Father, for keeping us by the power of your name. Because Jesus says, I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given, that they may be one as we are. Thank you, Father, for keeping us by your own name. The name of I am that I am, the eternal God. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Thank you, Father, for saying Jesus in your name. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That's the name above all names. That's the eternal name. Jesus, you have the power of an endless life. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus, anointing him with the Holy Ghost. That same Holy Ghost, Father God, that you anoint us with, Father God, that raised Christ Jesus from the dead by the, because of the blood of come. He said, take and let the God of May the God of peace fill you with all... Where is that, Lord? God, it's in Hebrews 13. Is that where you want, Lord? I guess so. Okay, Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. It says in Hebrews 13:20. Now, right now, because you're very present help in time of need. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. <laughs> you're a good shepherd, Lord Jesus. The great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect, complete. And every good work to do his will, working in you, that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to be glory forever and ever. Amen and amen and amen. The blood of Jesus. And you said, Lord, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. And you said, a lamb for a house in Exodus 12:3. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, our Passover. Our Passover lamb is sacrificed for us. And that's that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Because Jesus, you said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I didn't know what I was doing when they opened up bank accounts. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know what I was doing. In the, in the in the past, Father God, you just go along listening to Planned Parenthood. Oh, every child will want a child. It sounds like a nice slogan. It really does. They have all kinds of nice slogans, like the nice slogans that Meta has for the people in Australia and their election coming up. It sounds like a oh, wonderful, wonderful uh, doublespeak or whatever it is. Nice. It sounds good. What's the truth? Father God, we ask you to bring everything to the light, everything to the light, and we thank you, Father, for doing so. Everything to the light, in Jesus' name. Not just what's going on in the election processes in Australia, what's going on with this new law they're trying to change, whatever they're trying to change in Pennsylvania. 
kind of a said, I think they'd be very lenient for Pennsylvania to allow them to do all these uh, uh, government-funded abortions for people that say, oh, it was a rape, oh, it was incest, oh, it was... They're trying to be reasonable to the, uh, what some people would call the uh, rather liberal movement, Father God, kind of a said, of people that don't really understand that, you know, babies are human beings. And this is not a simple uh, thing that's way out there for somebody else. Because I had a family member who was uh, unexpectedly with child. And all her friends, oh, just go get an abortion. They're too inconvenient. You just get rid of that extra piece of tissue. You don't need that. It's just junk. Didn't know until she heard the beating heart on the ultrasound. And she was like, oh, oh. And she saw some of the videos of the abortions and the, the silent scream. She was like, oh. So, Father God, we thank you for bringing conviction to the moms, the potential moms, the young ladies. Some of them have been molested. Some of them have been raped, perhaps, but still bring conviction. Because if somebody was raped, it doesn't mean the child was a participant in the sin. Yeah, they have generational iniquities that need to be dealt with. Father, raise up many, many members of the body of Christ to help the people to deliver them. <coughs> raise up the people and give people eyes to see. We ask for your divine intervention, adjudication, all these different things, Father God, in Jesus, including the human uh, trafficking, sex trafficking, and all the perversion, particularly at the Disney theme park in Florida, Father God, and any other Disney park, and probably one in California, too. I'd be surprised if that was pristine. Maybe it is. Who knows? Father God, we ask you your divine intervention, adjudication, all these areas. We thank you for bringing everything to light that needs to be brought to light, and not just in this situation. Every situation, Father God. God of us said again. It is the request of this ministry that the Sovereign Lord, and we're all in agreement according to Matthew 18, 9, expose every human trafficking group on this planet and persecute every participant to the full extent of divine law. Father God, we ask you to bring everything to light. You said, fear them not, for their, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and that hid that shall not be known, according to Matthew 10:26. And you confirmed it many, many places, Father God. God, I will say in the Old Testament, New Testament. And as I'm going by through Mark, we're going to be in Mark a little, well, that's just a few verses, but Mark 4.22, Jesus says, For there's nothing hid that shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret that it shall, shall not come abroad. So we thank you for bringing everything to the light, Father God, concerning this, not only this perversion at Disney, but every other type of human trafficking and sexual perversion, Father God, pedophilia and all related demonic uh, activities, Father God, we thank you for bringing it to light and giving people a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, Lord, and giving people the ability to call evil evil and good good instead of the other way around. We know these are the latter days, Father God, and Jesus, we don't know exactly when Jesus is coming back. Only you do, Father. Even you don't, Jesus, but Father God, you know when Jesus is going to come. You're going to say, go get your bride. Help us all to be ready. Help us to do our part. Help each of us to know what you want us to do, how you want us to be involved in the processes, Father God, in our respective areas, Father God, in Florida and Pennsylvania, every respective area, Father God. And we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication from the righteous judge in all these areas, including with Facebook and what they're trying to do from Meta to, uh, to, to protect the so-called politicians from the people trying to expose what's really going on, Father God, and we thank you, Father God, for bringing everything into the light that needs to be brought into the light the way you want, Father God, and overturning all the the plans of the propaganda, Father God, and the so-called news, 
which is really just propaganda. At least mainstream news is just propaganda. Just going along with the kind of fascists or whatever they want to call it, the Nazis regime plans, Father God, and it's not just the United States, and it's not just Canada, and it's not just Australia. It's in many, many so-called Western nations, Father God, and maybe in other nations as well. Father God, we ask you to bring everything to the light, Father God. And I do thank you for some of the people in the different nations, in Uganda and different places, who say, wait a minute. They actually started thinking, say, let, let me just have a, let me do a, a COVID test on this popo fruit or on this goat. Oh, it was positive too. Hmm. We thank you, Father God, for causing people to wake up in all the different cultures, Father God, in Jesus' name, and overturn that cancel culture, Father God, in Jesus' name. Those that are trying to remove Mike Lindell, just in case uh, he might d- disparage the wonderful bank's reputation. I think they just disparage their own reputation. I think they're in bed with probably some of these uh, central bankers that are behind the scenes, that not just the Rock, what was it, was it the uh, Rothschilds and all these different people behind the scenes pulling the puppet strings, Father God. Father, we ask you to protect Mike Lindell and all those standing for the truth. I thank you for giving him Holy Ghost boldness. Protect the funds of every believer in every situation, not just Mike Lindell's funds, but the funds of every one of your children, whether they got 15 cents in the bank. They think it's theirs. (laughs) Of course, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Or whether they've got hundreds of thousands or more, whatever, Mike Lindell probably has a few pennies, because he's been diligent, Father God, and we thank you, Father God. We thank you for raising up and confirming your scripture. You said anybody who's been diligent is going to stand before kings. And that's exactly He was very, very diligent. You pull him out of the gutter, Father God, and you've anointed him to bring up a, a, a business that's run on godly principles and prospering him. And we thank you for doing that. We ask you to continue to prosper him, Father God, and, and protect him and give us all wisdom to know what to do. Cause Mike Lindell and all of us to know what to do. And we ask you to expose what the banks are doing, Father God. And the plans that the banks have and the plans that the so-called, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, the deep state, some people call it different things, shadow government, the global elite, the people with the World Economic Forum, all these people that have the plan. What did Klaus Schwab say in this little thing? You'll own nothing and be happy. Well, how can they bring that to pass? You'll own nothing. How are they going to plan to do that? Oh, 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 if they collapse the dollar? which is so-called the world's reserve currency, which may not stay that much that way much longer because it was all based on the petrodollar, which went out the window recently when uh, it was at Saudi Arabia said, oh, yeah, yeah, we can take the Chinese currency. We don't have to go through the dollar anymore. Well, there's no demand for the dollar. What's going to happen to it? Do I hear the sound of water going down the drain? Oh, Lord, help us to be wise as serpent, harmless as doves, and know how you want each of us to repair, not in fear. No. He said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally, and abradeth not. You don't even give Marshall a hard time. And I've made some mistakes, Father, more than one or two. But you're so wonderful to teach us all what to do. <coughs> and thank you for anointing Dr. Sabrina to bring these things to our attention, Father God, in Jesus' name. <coughs> and we ask in agreement, according to Matthew 18:19. He said, if two of you on earth agree, touch anything you ask, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. Father, we ask that the appropriate bill from the people standing for the pro-life movement in Pennsylvania will pass, the Senate Bill 956, that uh, Senator Judy Ward is sponsoring, Father God, in Jesus' name, to maintain our laws regarding abortion, 
maybe even to make them a little stronger instead of a little looser in Jesus' name, whatever, you, whatever is according to your will, Father God, because you brought every one of these children into being. Maybe the mommy and daddy thought they had something to do with it, and they probably did have something to do with it. But, Father God, there are none of them here by mistake. You don't make junk. So, Father God, in this day and age when Satan is very, very, very busy, the very proud, fearful creature that he is, because he knows his time is so short, and he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to steal from the banks. He wants to kill the babies. He wants to destroy family relationships so the, the, the fathers can't visit their own children because the mothers can't get the, the dole from the, from the state government or wherever it's coming from, Medicare, Medicaid, or whatever. Father God, we ask you to overturn all this demonic plan to, to destroy families, Father God, not just in this nation, but in all sorts of nations, Father God, the plans that they have in Canada to steal the people's I was talking to a lady in Canada today. They, she said they're trying to pass a law by 2030 that right now people can keep their houses when they retire and, and they don't have to pay capital gains tax, unlike the United States, if they sell a house at a, a, a supposed increase in value. But they're trying to take that away. So what happens? What happens if the, if the currency collapses and, and you have a mortgage and the mortgage comes, the bank says, ah, you've you got to pay. I can't pay. The bank's closed. Oh, well, then, then your house belongs to us. You've got to move out. So, Father God, help us all to, be, to know how to, where to live and what to do and, and how to be prepared for what they have plans. Of course, their plans may not come to pass because God's in charge. They're not in charge. Just the body of Christ needs to do what you said, Lord, in your word. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, because God resists the proud and give grace unto the humble, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, casting all your care upon him, for he careth you. And I do that every day. And I continue to cast all my care upon you, Lord, because you care for me a lot more than I care for myself or my own family members. And you know how many hairs on each one of our heads. So I cast my cares upon you, Lord. And he says, they humbled themselves with fasting in Psalm 35, 13, and Psalm 69, 10, and other places. So, Father, God, help us to humble ourselves with doing the fast the way you want, Lord. Because we need to keep under the flesh that we can walk in the Spirit in Jesus' name. The way you want, Lord, teach me how to walk more perfectly in the Spirit, walking in, in love, walking in the light continually, all of us. And, Father, we ask for your divine intervention and adjudication concerning all these situations, Father God, with the Pennsylvania law to protect the babies, Father God, in Jesus, and protect all the children, whether they're in utero or coming out, Father God, and all these plans and schemes of the enemy deliver us from every plan and scheme, Father. And you said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, not just your hand out. Well, God, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. Couldn't you just give me a couple, couple head of cattle? That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for intimate relationship with the Lord, lover of our souls. We look into your eyes, and your eyes are red with wine. Father God, you are in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world unto yourself. And we thank you for interest. That's in Second Corinthians 5, 19, I think. Thank you for being in the Lord Jesus, reconciling each of us to the Lord Jesus, to yourself through the blood of the Lord Jesus, Father. We plead that blood over each of us and every access to each of us, including our financial assets in Jesus' name and housing and all the provisions you have for each of us, Lord. I'm not here to speak doom and gloom. I'm here to say, hey, there's a God who loves us, and he loves us perfectly, and perfect love casts out all fear. So we bind every spirit of anxious thought, every spirit of ungodly fear bound and gagged in Jesus' name because of the blood of the covenant. And we thank you, Father God, for giving Jesus all power in heaven and earth, as is written in Matthew 28, 18. He is the Lord of lords and King of kings. So, Satan, you remain bound. All your underlings remain bound. 
clean every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Every mind-blinding spirit, every eye-blocking spirit continually bound to God. You, Satan, and all your underlings are perpetually bound in Jesus' name. From our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we command to be known for the flow of power communication from the demons down there in the second heavens, the bush and the deep, to all those who have interceded for. And not just those in Florida concerning Disney and concerning Michael Lindell in Minnesota in his business with my pillow, but all the saints in every area, the, the people in harm's way in every area, in Australia with election coming up, in the United States, with whether we'll ever have another election, whether it be an honest election, you only you know all these things, Lord. Satan, you're bound. Every deceiving spirit, <clears throat> every spirit of Kunabakata behind Meta, every spirit behind the propaganda, every ungodly spirit of lies and deception, continually, perpetually bound in Jesus' name because of the blood of the command that we know for the flow of power communication from the demons of the second heaven is the bush and the deep to all those who have interceded for including all those, all those that are and will be in positions of authority. Every spirit seeking to kill Steal, enter, destroy. Every spirit of Zeus is bound. Every ungodly spirit is perpetually, continually bound. In Jesus' name, because of the bloody
shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his army, carry them in his bosom, and he shall gently